What's going on, everybody? This is Chris Kane here with the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. Uh, this is our first episode. I'm here with my girl, Sophie. Sophie, say what's up to the people. Hello, people. Oh, you try to get all sexy on the voice. <laughs> no. like, Hello, people. This is Sophie. Call me today. <laughs> That's funny. So the point of this podcast is to be more therapeutic than anything else. So you come on, you'll talk about something going on in your life, um, relationships, family, friends, and then we'll try to talk through it. And hopefully you guys get something from it. So, Sophie, no one out there knows you. Give us a little bit about what's going on in your life. So, about a year ago, I got involved with my neighbor. And now we're in a little bit of a situation. And I guess Chris and I will be talking about that situation with the neighbor. So, tell us about, you said you're in a situation. What does that mean? Well... Um, my neighbor and I coincidentally met at a party probably five years after we became neighbors. And I don't know, from then we started hooking up. It didn't really end so well. And kind of in this, like, I hate you situation with each other. And I kind of want to let go. I want to, like, let go of the hate, not hate him so much. Okay. So you said things didn't end well. And so now there's, like, this hate phase. Is it two-sided hate? Like, do you hate him and he hates you? Or is it he's living his life and then you hate him? I think he's living his life, but if he ever, like, thought about me or if I came up, I don't think he has positive thoughts or feelings towards me just because of how we ended things and how things happened. But I think he's, he's living life. I'm obviously still upset about it because... He was the one hurting me. I don't think I hurt him. Okay. That's, I mean, that's introspective. I actually appreciate that level of realness. So you keep talking about how things ended. So I guess we kind of got to talk about that elephant in the room. How did things end? If it's something graphic, you can kind of skirt around it. But give us a feel for, because no hookup, no relationship, for the most part, ends well. There's always some hurt feelings on both sides. So you said it ended poorly. Was it like... Slashing tires? Was it calling the cops? We got to know, how, did, how poorly did it end? Well, uh, the neighbor and I were hooking up for like eight months. And towards the end, he was my first. Okay, let's put it out there. He was like the first guy that I hooked up with. Um, and I thought, you know, he would be a good guy. He's my neighbor. He's really nice. He's super funny, outgoing. He obviously made me feel comfortable enough to do things with him. And so I just thought, okay, like, He's a good person. I'm going to go for it. I did. Things were kind of, like, going well for a while. Uh, Then towards the end, I found out he was hooking up with our other neighbor the same time he was hooking up with me, not just, like, the same time period. It was, like, the same days he would hook up with us, and um, it just kind of ended. He doesn't know that I know that. It ended because... I just stopped it. I stopped going to his place. I stopped hooking up with him. And then he had a girlfriend, and she cussed me out. So that's where my hate for the both of them comes from. And I'm pretty sure he hates me because I don't see why he would have his girlfriend interact with me like that. Okay, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things in it poorly, uh, you weren't joking. Nope. So... By all accounts, this guy sounds like kind of a scumbag, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was two-timing you with someone else, and then he went to a new girl, and then he obviously told her negative things because she kind of came at you sideways. 
So my question is, when you guys were hooking up, was there ever any discussion about exclusivity? Like, were you guys an item, or were you just kind of like, hey, what are you doing on Friday? Chilling. All right, cool, I'm going to come through, and then we'll see what goes down. We were what we called each other our late nights, but we were still friends. Our His best friend and my best friend were boyfriend and girlfriend, so we were always just hanging out. Um, we didn't really hook up a lot. We would hook up like once in a while, but most of the time we were hanging out as friends. So that's why I thought we had some level of respect with each other. And I would never hook up with a guy the same day that I would hook up with him just because I respected him and our health. Like, I don't know. I, I think he he really saw me as just a hookup, um, but he always like called me his friend. So I just thought, okay, if we're friends, he's going to be at least a little bit nice to me, treat me like a human and not just like an object that he's hooking up with. So I think that's where the miscommunication came from because I knew we were just hooking up, but I still expect, expected him to care for me some way since he always said, we're just friends, we're just friends. But I didn't feel that friendship, and I think that's why I was so hurt by things. Not because I started to like him, but yeah, that was a part of it. I just thought if we're friends, then we're going to treat each other like friends and not just a late-night hookup. But yeah. Okay, so it sounds like you're more upset, not because you guys stopped talking, but because you got, he wasn't a friend to you even, even during, like, the weird times. Like, you can be talking to someone and then stop talking and then still be, like, cordial afterwards, right? It's like, okay, cool, let's stop hooking up, but we were friends before we ever hooked up. You guys were friends, or so you thought. You started hooking up, and then he treated you like he just discarded you as if you weren't that important to you. And so you're more upset about not feeling important than you are that he got a new girlfriend. Even though I'm sure you're hurt by the two-timing and all that stuff, it's more like, okay, even if you did that, you know, treat me like a human or someone that you find valuable in life, right? That's, is that what I'm hearing for the most part? Mm-hmm. I think what I got from him, from being friends with his friends and stuff, he, from my perspective, it, it just seemed like he was scared to be nice to me. He was scared to show... He cared about me because he could tell I was starting to like him. And I think he didn't want to give me any reason for me to think he liked me back. But I know myself, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought anything else of his niceness but him just being my friend, you know. And he didn't really know, but he had suspicions that he was the first guy that I had been with. And, like, people have told him, but we never really talked about it. And even if we did talk about it, I probably wouldn't have told him because it just I just wouldn't. I wasn't comfortable with him like that. He never made me feel... After we started hooking up, he started to make me feel really uncomfortable, actually. And I felt like I couldn't be honest with him. I couldn't be open about my feelings because he would always shut me down, put me down as a person. So I started feeling very uncomfortable and nervous around him. And I think that's where a lot of our mis- miscommunication came from. It was from me just being afraid to talk to him and be open with him. And I think that was, like, a really big issue, too. So I'm intrigued, actually. So, <laughs> well, because you said something enlightening. You said he was your first, and he didn't know, but maybe suspect it. But even if you guys had that discussion, you probably wouldn't have told him. So I'm more curious as to you felt comfortable enough for him to be your first, but not enough to tell him that he was. And I'm that that uh, discrepancy is actually interesting to me. Like, what is it that made you open yourself up for him to be your first, but at the same time not be open enough to talk about it? 
Well, before we hooked up that first time, we would, like, occasionally, like, make out and stuff. Um, I don't know. He made me feel comfortable. He always made me laugh. I never felt like our, like, PG-13 hookups were, like, awkward for me. We were always, like, joking around and laughing, so that's where my comfortableness came from, just from him not making things awkward. Um, And when we hooked up that first time, it just, like, happened. It wasn't, like, something we were going to, like, talk about before. I didn't know it was going to happen, obviously. Um, We were just hooking up one drunk night. and Got to be the alcohol. Yeah. And (laughs) it happened, and we just never had a conversation after that. Um, about, like, if that was my first or not. And his friend actually asked me if he was my first, and I, for some reason, said no. So that's where, like, all of the weird confusion came from because he would just hear different things. But we never had a straight-up conversation about it. And I don't know. He made me feel like he didn't want to be special at all in my life. So I didn't want to tell him he was my first because I didn't want him to feel like I held him to this, like not standard but I didn't want him to think that he was always going to be like a really big memory to me just because he made me feel like that would be weird if that was the situation gotcha it's a lot to unpack in this this story and it sounds like (laughs) the the root of a lot of it is a lack of honesty right and I think and we spoke a little bit off uh, air or whatever I think a lot of this happens in happens in relationships, but also just in general interactions. I think people have an issue with honesty because they're afraid of what the other party will do, right? So if you're honest about, let's just do a small example. Let's say you're a girl and you're with a guy who loves sports, but you don't like sports, right? And he's like a sports fanatic. And he's like, babe, I got tickets to the game, this, this, and that. You, your gut wants to tell you, I don't want to go to the game. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get football. I don't get baseball. I don't want to go. But instead, you say, okay, yeah, it'll be fine. And then you're there, and then you're miserable. And then you use that misery to lead to some kind of resentment towards the guy. Like, he takes him to these sporting events, and I hate sports. But you never really communicated with him that you didn't like sports. And if you just said, babe, I don't really want to go, um, take one of your friends. I'm sure they'll enjoy it a lot more than I would. Or I'll go just for you, but no, I don't want to go. Then at least the resentment won't really be there because you at least stated your, your point. And this interaction with this guy it sounds like there's a lot of moments where you guys probably should have spoken about whether he was the first, um, how valuable you were to him. Um, even after you found out he was hooking up with this other girl, I don't know if you should have confronted him, but it should have been like, is, is it true? Him. You did confront him? Yep, he denied it. So everyone, <laughs> I found out that he hooked up with another, I didn't know who she was actually up until maybe a week or two ago I found out. But um, one night he came to my friend's house. Uh, We were all really drunk, and he wanted to hook up, and I just wasn't in the mood. And he got really mad about it, and him getting mad about it made me feel like, oh, you know, like, he really likes me. He really wants to hook up with me. And I was stupid and drunk and thought, okay, whatever, I'm just going to do it. So we did, and I found out the next day from his friend, because his friend by accidentally spilled that, Right before he came to my friend's house, he, like, went and slept with some girl at a party. So I called him, and I was crying, and he was—he told me I had no reason to care, even if it was true. He was allowed to do whatever he wanted to because we weren't together. We weren't exclusive. We were nothing. We were just hooking up. So he kept using those kind of excuses, and it kind of just, like, 
calmed me down a little bit just because he was making it seem like it wasn't a big deal and he said it never happened. Um, and then a week later, I found out he was actually the one lying and every time he would ask me to come over, that's when I stopped going. I just would make up excuses or I just wouldn't take the same Ubers home with him because we obviously went out together a lot. Um, so I just wouldn't go home with him anymore. But I don't think he really knew that I knew he actually did it. I think he thought I believed him when he said he didn't. So I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I always, I always ask these kind of questions when someone tells me a story about an ex-hookup or an ex-relationship. So it sounds like he tried to keep things at a friend level, like the friend and benefit level, right, pretty much. Yeah. Hey, we're friends. No, I care about you. We're friends. But he just, that was lip service. He was just saying that. And then when it came time to hooking up, then he was available and he was present. And then he'll be back on that kind of friend thing. And that was really just a way so he can just kind of float and just sleep around or hook up with whoever he wanted to. And my question is, this went on for about eight months. Um, at what point did you start feeling like, all right, I don't know if I if he's in it like I'm in it or... I don't know. I feel like he was a little impersonal. Like, at what point? Because I'm sure something happened before the eight month mark, where the whole, you know, wheels fell off. Something happened before that. At what point did you feel like, I don't know if he's in it like I am, before you kind of kept staying in? So the first time we hooked up, we, it was I. I left for Israel maybe like two weeks later for the whole summer. So. We were hooking up maybe for two, three weeks before I left for the whole summer. And then when I came back, uh, we didn't start hooking up again. So I kind of like knew, okay, we're just going to be friends from now on, like those few hookups before Israel, whatever. Then we, I don't know how we started hooking up again. And when we started hooking up again, that's when I realized like I'm hooking up with him again because I like him and not because it's convenient anymore and not because he's my neighbor um, how, how far along into it was that? Like three, four, five months? How, how? So we started hooking up for the first time in May. I went to Israel, came back in the mid of July, and then we hooked up again in September. So September. Okay, so about five months in, you kind of got the, the feeling that Because it wasn't when there. we weren't hooking up, we were sh- like just friends, and we built that friendship, and that's when I like... That's when I think, like, looking back at it now, that's when I think I started to like him as him and not just as a hookup because we had so many, like, hangouts and times where we didn't hook up and it was just purely a friendship. And then when we started hooking up again, I realized, like, I'm hooking up with him again because I like him and I want to hook up with him, not because, like, I want to hook up with someone, you know? Gotcha. (laughs) All right, so this is a pretty straightforward question. Did you at any point... Like, make it obvious, like a parent. Hey, I want more than just friends with you. I know we've been hooking up. I know we're friends. But, like, I, I think I like you, and I kind of want to see what we can be. Did you ever make that point, like, clear? Not, like, subtle, that girl thing where you just kind of hang out and brush your hair back and, hi, like, that <laughs> thing. Like, did you ever say, hey, you know, we've been friends for a minute. We've been hooking up. Like, not where is this going, but, I know, have you ever thought about us being exclusive? Did you ever have that conversation with him? We didn't have that conversation, but it wasn't like I wanted anything with him. I just I just liked him, and I've never had a boyfriend, and I don't know, like, those kind of things I'm very, like, not into right now. I'm, I'm happy being me, but it would have been nice to just have that, like, 
I don't know what term I would use for this, but I don't know. I, it just would have been nice to know he reciprocated at least some feelings for me and and he wasn't just hooking up with me because it was convenient, you know? Like, I thought we were hooking up again because we felt like, you know, the first few times we hooked up, it was because we were whatever horny wanted to hook up. But I felt like, why would we both hook up again after so many months unless we liked each other so that was just like what I thought of things it wasn't a conversation we ever had just because I didn't want anything more than what we were I just wanted a little bit more respect to start off with I didn't want to jump from hooking up to like him being my boyfriend when I've never had that I wanted to at least just like have some kind of respect from him and for him to be honest with me this was my first time with him doing anything so I didn't know how to act in the, these kind of situations right. I was really following his lead because I didn't I don't know this was like my first everything I didn't know I went with his lead for everything and his lead was very like we didn't talk about things so I just didn't talk about things so I want to touch on uh, two points you just made I think both are important going forward the first one is the hookup thing, like the idea that, okay, we hooked back up, so he must feel kind of the way I feel. I'm going to give you some dude advice <laughs> <laughs> to a girl. As a dude, we don't have to really be generally, there's some guys who don't, who can't do this, but we generally don't have to be as attached to you to want to hook up with you. Like the audience can't see you, but you're physically attractive. So a guy can want to hook up with you based purely on your physicality. Like, okay, cool. She's this, she's that, whatever, whatever. We don't need that physical connection, I mean, that emotional connection as much as women do. And some women don't need that nowadays, too. But more, moreover, they, most of them do. So a guy can hook up with you just because it's available. I mean, you're right next door. The convenience of it can't be understated, right? Like, hey, it's 12 at night. But supposedly he was hooking up with our other neighbors, so listen, she was convenient, too. I mean, listen, this guy sounds like he was living a very convenient life. Let's, be, <laughs> let's keep it 100. It's like... Or I can walk eight steps to the left or 12 to the right. <laughs> Either way, I'm finna hook up with somebody. So this guy, this guy's an anomaly because very rarely do you have two neighbors you can even hook up with in life. I got a 95-year-old living next to me, and she's not getting nothing for me. <laughs> she's not even getting sugar. It's like, you got sugar? I ain't got nothing for you. Keep it moving. Um, so that, that first point is someone hooking up with you, they don't have to be connected to you to do that. Um, and then the second point is you wanted to feel respected by the guy. And I think that's something that humans want. I don't think that's a female or male thing. I think we all want to feel respected by someone, even at your job. Like if you do a good job, you want your boss to acknowledge that you did a good job. You don't want to, your boss to just be berating you and yelling at you. If you don't want your parents to do the same thing. With this guy, you want to respect for him, but at no point does it sound like you demanded respect. You wanted it, but you were following his lead. And his lead was, you're convenient, you're like, you know, emergency, in case of emergency break glass vagina, and he was using you for that end. But if you at some point said, listen, I'm not just this, I'm not just some booty call for you, or, you know, we haven't even talked in two weeks, and now all of a sudden you're at my house. Like, if you had demanded respect at some point, he may still not have respected you, but at least you could have known earlier, okay, cool, he doesn't respect me, he just wants my body. And if you wanted that too, you can keep hooking up. But if you wanted respect and he made it obvious, I'm not going to give you respect then that's when you have an obligation to yourself to pull out. Like, okay, he doesn't respect me. He just is physically attracted to me. And that's not enough for me, so I got to pull out. And then that's when you make that move. But if you don't make that clear, I mean, you don't demand it. I mean, he had no reason to change his course of action. I mean, he's a young dude, so he had no reason to think, oh, man, maybe I'm treating her disrespectfully. This guy's looking up, like, 
every neighbor he can find. So he's obviously not, you know, at some level of maturity. He's kind of just living his life. So I think the respect thing is something they say respect is earned, right, not given. But you teach people how you want to be treated and how you want to be respected. And you demand respect, and if they don't respect you, you have to be out. That's kind of how it has to go. I agree. I feel like I didn't know how to demand that respect from him just because, I don't know, I was, when we met also, I was at a very insecure point in my life, and I was trying to improve on how I felt about myself. So he kind of, not got me, but we like met at a time where I feel like I would have been open to a lot of different guys. And so I just, I don't know, I I didn't demand respect from him and I get that, but I feel like he's older than me. He's been with different, many girls. um, And he, his only sibling's a girl, so I would just expect him to respect women. I don't know, I, I don't know why I just didn't know how to demand that respect from him, and I wasn't so, like, confident with myself to feel like, oh, I deserve, like, better, I deserve whatever. I just felt like I was lucky to even have his attention at the time. So I think that's why I never demanded respect in the beginning, but towards the end, I stopped hooking up with him because I knew I deserved better, and I knew that he should have respected me a lot more than he did. But, yeah, that was my mistake feel like a lot of it was me just being like young and not knowing how to act in these kind of situations because he was my first and he was like my only experience with things so I just didn't know how to go about things and I know I can't blame him for hurting me so much because I should have I should have communicated things I just felt like he he wouldn't allow me to he didn't make me feel comfortable enough to do that okay so that actually leads me to my next question so now that we're about 20 minutes into this and we've kind of <laughs> talked through all the like the, out, the outside kind of stuff, what have you learned from this interaction with this guy? Because <coughs> obviously you're going to hook up with another guy at some point in life. I hope. I hope this isn't your only life experience. <laughs> this neighbor dude who's just like sleeping with the male people and <laughs> the, for the, the Postmates driver and all that right? stuff. Um, like what have you learned from this experience about yourself I don't really care about the dude at this point what have you learned about yourself in terms of what you have to do to improve your guy interactions going forward and maybe just your own it sounds like self-esteem slash like self-worth kind of thing I think this neighbor actually did me a really big favor in the way that he treated me because I will never let anyone treat me the way he's treated me I will never stoop so low for a hookup ever again I won't I won't do that and I thank him for that for being the worst first that's what I call him the worst first that rhymes but it's on a t-shirt you're my worst first so thank you neighbor for that I I know now I obviously have had other past experiences with guys now but with all the other guys now um I really communicate what I want. I communicate how I feel I want to be treated. I am not a little scaredy cat about my feelings anymore. I'm very honest. Um, I also know not to settle now, not settling for anything that I feel I 
don't deserve. So. You go, girl. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I was Tyra. Like, see, that's what I want to hear from my ladies out there. Oh, you yeah. go, girl. I'm Tyra. That's not how. That's a terrible Tyra impression. Yeah. That doesn't sound anything. I don't even know how Tyra Banks sounds, but that sound. That's her sentiment. Is always like, "You go, girl," in like a, a bunch of different words. Girl power. Hashtag. You get it. Um, smize. She's all about her smize. Smize. Smiling with your eyes. Oh, Tara would be talking foolish. She got green eyes. She's smiling <laughs> with her eyes. Whatever. That's not special. If I had green eyes, I'd be smiling all the time, too. Right. You see my eyes, baby? These are hazel. Um, so since you've now you've come to this kind of enlightenment, you've, like, you've grown. Okay, now I want to be treated with respect. The new guys are meeting, and they're, they're treating me this way. Are you with someone now, given all this information you've learned? <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> oh, single, ready, mingle. Um, so what's, is it that you don't want to be with someone right now, or are you like in that phase where you're trying to figure out if the people you have, you have in your life are worthy of it? Um, I'm at a point where right after the neighbor, I went on like a crazy, I'm going to date, like rampage, and I dated a lot of guys. Um just just so we're clear, you dated or slept with a lot of guys? Because those no, aren't the no, same no, thing. No, 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 dated. We don't sleep around. No, no, no. I'm just saying, there's some girls out here in these streets. I'm just saying, no. they belong to the game. Just want to see where you are. Keep going. So I just was kind of learning what kind of guys I like. Since I've never had a boyfriend, I don't know. I don't really know what I really want in a guy. So I dated many different guys. I am talking to guys right now. Oh boy. But nothing serious. We're going very slow and steady. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're at the age where I highly encourage people to date often when they're young. Um, I don't mean be out in these streets holding yourself out. Although some people have to go through that phase too. But I think you need to date often because you need to make mistakes. And that's the biggest part. That's why I'm doing it. Most relationships, I don't like. I don't subscribe to the idea that a relationship was a mistake. I think that's a short-sighted kind of revisionist way to look at it. I think every relationship has some value to it, and it may teach you what you don't like in someone. Like, oh boy, sleeping with the people who drop his milk off at the crib, your neighbor dude, anybody who comes to the house, he's like, hey, you want to come in? Uh, <laughs> like, I think it tells you what you don't want, right? But also, you may find endearing traits about the people you do like so even that guy who you don't like you said he made you feel like he was funny he was kind of charismatic and this and that that's something you obviously go for so okay cool he was a bad dude ultimately but these traits he had i liked and so i want to find those traits in someone else and the more people you date you know i think the more you kind of like refine what that is and no one's going to have this perfect checklist it's not he's tall and Persian and this and he's got bread and yeah that'd be they look at you yeah that'd be that'd be dope if somebody fit all the all the check marks but most most of the time you don't get all of them and it kind of helps you refine what you want and what you look for and also you can kind of see when a guy starts exhibiting the traits you don't like you'll be more aware of it because you've seen it more often like okay that's the trait of a possessive dude I don't like possessive guys or I think this guy is kind of insecure and insecurity is like a relationship killer it's a very intrinsic kind of emotion that people, it just takes over their life. And they, in every interaction, they just kind of get insecure about things and then they don't trust you and then it becomes a whole thing. But I think what you're doing is the right thing to do. Um, 
we're in we're in we're in LA, so it's, dating's a little more difficult out here because people seem to be a little more superficial. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, all of a sudden you didn't. The, the I'm dating expert. I'm fine on the dating scene. Call me. Um, Please call me. <laughs> so, I, you mentioned earlier that you're still trying to get over this guy. So we've we've now kind of processed what happened, what your role was, what you could have done to make it better. And then you said, I'm still kind of getting over this guy. Even though you're dating new guys and you're out here getting wine and dine and people are taking you to sushi places all the time. Why is it that it's still difficult for you to get over it if you've kind of like processed it to some degree? That's a really good question. I don't know. I feel like maybe because... I was never able to be honest with my feelings with him. Um, I feel like maybe that's why I can't get over it because he doesn't know why I'm so resentful and why I don't like him so much. Um, I think that's why I can't really get over it because I, I won't be able to see his side of things. I just see how hurt I am and I see how X, Y, and Z that he did to me hurt me. But I don't know what his standing point and what his thoughts on everything was because we didn't really talk about it. So I feel like that's why I'm so uneasy and indifferent about the situation is because I just don't know his side. We never talked. So is there any way that it sounds like you you want closure on some level, right? You want to know what, where he was and you want him to know where you were and then all right, so let's, let's play this for us. Do a thought experiment. So let's say you guys in some situation were able to talk with, like, some kind of intermediary so you didn't, like, <laughs> cut him. <laughs> because I see you. You got, you got a little you got a blade in your purse. Um, yeah. So let's say there was someone there to referee the situation where you couldn't attack him. And he told you, you know what? I was young. Um, I didn't know you liked me that much. I was just out here in the streets. She's cute, too. And I thought, well, you know... Sophie's a cool girl, but she's, you know, we're just friends. She knows that. And, and I didn't know I hurt you that much, and I'm really sorry. How would you react to something like that? Um, we kind of, like, did have a conversation like that once, but it wasn't, it wasn't about him hooking up with other girls. It was about other things that he did to me. Um, and he apologized and whatever. It made me feel better. But I think what bothers me the most about this situation is how I feel about myself and how disappointed I am in myself. I think that's why I can't get over it because I feel like I was very weak in the situation. I wasn't honest. Um, I wasn't communicative. Is that a word? Communicative? Well, we'll go with it. They know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I didn't really communicate my feelings that well. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, So I think it has more so to do with me. He's apologized, like, many times to me about things that, like, I was able to tell him I was mad about. Um, I just didn't feel like it was so sincere. I know that, like, he didn't mean to hurt my feelings. I just think that he lost sight of our friendship when we were hooking up, and he felt like he had to be mean to me. He had to be really distant with me. He had to be very cold with me in fear of me catching feelings for him. And I think what upset me the most is that he was so scared of me catching feelings for him. And I didn't understand why, because I don't know, obviously some people think like they're great people and I'm like working on myself. So I'm starting to feel more confident with my personality, with the way 
I look with the way I interact with people and I just felt like he wasn't seeing my potential and he was just continuing to put me down and I think that's another reason why I was so hurt by things and I can't get over it interesting so it sounds like the reason you can't get over him is more about you than about him yeah and I feel like it was always me I well, yeah. tell you that I think it's me yeah well yeah but the first time we I heard about your story there was a lot of it going towards him like he did this to me this happened to me he was this kind of guy I can't believe he did that and then I challenged you the first time we spoke was to say, what role did you play in this? Because if he was that much of a monster, that much of a guy, you, why, you would have been done with him early. You would have just been out. Oh, you're a dick. You're an asshole. I'm out. You would have just been out. But the fact that you stayed in for a certain period of time, I was like, what role did you play? And then we got into the, well, he was nice, and I didn't voice my opinion, and then it got to the communication part of it. It was also our, our friends were dating, so... It was hard to get out of it when my best friend's always with her boyfriend, and I want to be with her, and I really liked her boyfriend. He was also, her boyfriend was my best guy friend. She was my best girlfriend, and they were dating. So we were always just the four of us, you know? It was hard to get out of it when that is my group of friends. He was my group of friends. It's hard to leave a situation when those are the people you hang out with. No, I get that. So that's why it was so easy for me to like be blindsided to many things that he did to me to just like act like I didn't care in front of everyone just because I didn't want to make our friend dynamic weird by being like crazy and mad at him and like hate you know like I didn't want that I got that so I'm gonna I guess issue you a challenge um (laughs) we'll have to because I have to like I have to get you out of this spiral on some level it sounds like you're still kind of beating yourself up about something in the past. And I think that can be good and bad. It can, it can forge you into a new path if you're like, okay, I don't want to do that again. Like you've already stated, I don't want to be treated like that again. I demand to be treated like this, blah, blah, blah. And then in the same breath, you're like, I'm still blaming myself from the past. And so you, I think you need to forgive yourself. And that's a, that's a weird concept. I think we're used to forgiving other people because of what they did to us. But you not getting over this guy is actually kind of holding back your own growth because you're still tethered to that past and you don't have to be. You, you've already, you've learned a lesson or so you say from the interaction. The lesson is I didn't speak up for myself. We didn't communicate well. He treated me a certain way and I stayed in when I probably should have been out. So going forward, I can't do those things, right? You've, you've communicated that to me and I believe you feel that way. But you're in the same breath saying, I was so mad at myself for going through all that. The lesson is that don't go through that going forward. You can't regret the past if it's something you can't change now, right? All you can do is change the future so you don't go through it again. So I want you to forgive yourself for what happened because you're young and you did something regrettable and dumb. That's kind of, <laughs> that's what being young is. I don't, I don't know too many super civilized people in their early 20s they are like, yo, I got it all together, man. I got a 401k popping right now, man. I got some benefits. It's... This is the time where you need to make these, I'm using mistakes loosely, but mistakes. And so you can brush it off and say, okay, cool, I got that out of my system. You got this guy out of your system. You got those you know, demons, those self-esteem things, those self-worth things out of your system. And you got to leave it there. Like, okay, cool. That guy was that. I did that. Never again. I'm moving forward. And 
hopefully, if you can leave that guy in the past, you can really go for it. Because right now you got one foot in the future and you got one foot in the past. And if you got one foot forward, one foot back, you're not going nowhere. Right? Unless you got some real cool dance move, and I got to see that shit. Like, <laughs> it's like, I got one foot forward, one foot. So I want you, I'm challenged, I want to challenge you to forgive yourself. And you can do this in a number of ways. You can just do self-talk, right? Like, you went through it. You're better than this. You're strong for this. You're moving forward. You're worthy of this. You can do, like, you write it down. I forgive myself. You can, there are a lot of ways to kind of, like, reinforce it. But really, it's, you need to feel like you deserve to be forgiven. And then once you feel that way, then forgive yourself and then leave this guy in the past. I'm not saying you won't have a bruise from him going forward. Like, he was your first. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's an attachment there. So it's going to be harder because of that part of it. That you guys have. That history, you can't erase that part. But you can forgive yourself about the general, I'm going to use relationship, because that's what you guys kind of had. You can forgive yourself for that part. I think, I think I'm on a path of forgiving myself because when I, I do, I do realize, you know, it it wasn't just him. Um, And I know, and I've changed the way that I am with guys now. I, I think that it's just going to take a lot of time for me to really get over it just because we still are kind of in the same friend group so I hear things about him I find I like everyone's always telling I guess I don't know if they're telling him just because he had or has a girlfriend um but my friends are always telling me what he's up to even though I'm telling them I'm always telling them don't tell me don't tell me it just comes up in conversation like oh he's doing this oh like did you see that that they did like this that so I think for me, it's just going to take time. And I don't know, we're neighbors. So it's like every time I drive by his house, which I do every day because I have to, I think about it. And it's hard to not think about it when it's so close to home, literally. Yeah, your situation's a little atypical because you have to kind of see the guy. Typically, when you want to distance yourself from someone, you actually create distance, right? Yeah. Like if you work together, you get a different job. If you, you know live together obviously you guys move out you live next door to this guy so until you get some money up and you can move out of it yep <laughs> until you can move mm-hmm. out you're kind of in that situation but i want to i want to know is there is there a path to mm-hmm. not reconciliation that's maybe the wrong choice of words but is there a way for you guys to be cordial going forward because i think that friendship boat may have sailed because of how hurt you are and obviously I think it's a terrible idea to be in yeah. a relationship with a guy. But is there a way to, like, be cordial where at least you can insert some decently good present emotions to kind of counteract the bad emotions of the past? I think what I ideally want is for him to, I don't know, one day just, like, truly apologize. Like, what I want is for him, ideally, if this were to happen, if I got everything I wanted, okay. he would text me. Um, Not call, text. No, he would text me okay. and say something like, hey, like, we used to be friends or we used to, you know, like, be in each other's lives. We're neighbors. I don't want so much hate. Because we do, like, say stupid shit about each other and, like, we always find out. Like, I'm always finding out what he says. I'm 100% sure he knows what I say. 
Um, I also flip off his house a lot when I drive by, and <laughs> our friends have told me that he sees me doing that. So he knows that I'm angry, and I think I keep acting like this because I want him to text me and, and sincerely ask me, why are you angry, so I can explain it to him. And he can, like, apologize for all those things and, like, we can be good again. Because every time he did hurt my feelings and, like, he knew what he did, he would apologize. And obviously that makes you feel better when they realize, they give you their explanation. Um, and, of course, I miss him. Like, we were friends. We had good times. I just feel like we can't really, really be friends because of how, like, I felt. And I just know it's going to be hard for me to hang out with him again I just feel like I'm gonna like him I liked him once I feel like it could happen again and I don't want it to so it sounds like you want him ultimately just to express that he cares yeah right like you don't want a friend back but you want him to you want you're, you're almost doing a passive aggressive anger thing where it's like I'm angry at you but I'm gonna keep being angry until you <laughs> ask me why I'm angry and then I can tell you I'm angry because of what we went through. And they can say, oh, I'm sorry, I did that to you. And they say, okay, cool, we're good, right? My question is, what happens if he never asks you? What happens if he never inquires as to why you are mad? And you just keep flipping his house off and you keep hearing stories and he keeps <laughs> doing stuff. Like, where, where, is, where, is the, where does that path end, right? I don't know. I think that... I think that it's it's ending. It's been, um, what are we, in August? So since March, March was, like, the last time we really had, like, an interaction with each other. And I feel like since March, like, I've really gotten over the situation. So even if he never said anything to me, we never had a closing conversation, I would still be okay just because, I don't know, now I'm, when whenever I'm, like, dating a guy or in a period of dating someone I'm I'm completely like I don't even think about him I'm completely like over the situation and I just feel like when I don't have a distraction in my life which is bad whatever I think about <laughs> him because he's the only one that's really I he's the only one that I've allowed to hurt me all the other guys not that I'm the one hurting them, but it's like I don't let them. We don't get to a place where they're able to hurt me because, like, I'll always cut it off before they, like, do some, like, shady shit to me, you know? So I think he's, like, the one that, the only one that really, like, hurt me. So. So you went to a different uh, conversation, actually. That sparked something um, kind of in intriguing. So you said... You cut off new guys now from the possibility of hurting you. Like, say, never again will I be hurt by you. And you kind of pull the sword out and you chop it off before his head. So that tells me that you're not fully allowing yourself to get close to somebody. Because anyone who gets close to you can hurt you. We know this, right? So if you're talking to new guys and you're distracted and there's a new guy and he's cute. And you're not really allowing yourself to get hurt. That means that you got, again, one foot in you got one foot out. So... That sounds like a recipe for failure if you're trying to move forward because you're never really giving yourself a chance to move. Yeah, you know, actually I've been told that I have, like, a problem with not letting people get too close to me. But it's not like I cut it off. It's just I see things that I'm like I wouldn't be okay with and I'm not going to let myself 
start caring and liking someone so much if I'm already seeing things that I can't agree with. I don't know. I feel like I just haven't found someone. Yeah, maybe you don't need not to. Not doing yeah. it on purpose. I guess what I'm saying is if you find something going on with someone early on that you don't like, then you have every reason to get out, right? Like you see negativity two, three weeks, a month in. I mean, it's not going to get better over time. So, yeah, leave because that's a smart thing to do. What I'm saying is, well, I guess I'll challenge you this way. If you met a nice guy and he treated you well, and you're like, oh, this is a nice guy, would you feel comfortable letting that guy really get close? Or would you feel like he's a nice guy, but I'm still kind of in my dating phase. I don't really want to, I really don't want to settle down right now. <laughs> I don't know. It would depend how much I like the guy. Obviously, if I like him a lot, I'm going to stick it out. I just haven't liked anyone that much. It's a reasonable place. I mean, we haven't gotten to that point yet. So I guess as a parting wisdom, I was trying to say it's hard to be vulnerable, but it's hard to be with someone seriously if you're not, right? Like you can't you can't have a deep-seated real connection if you're not vulnerable with someone because you have to confide in them and you have to be around them during their weak moments and their, those things that we don't show to the world. And so... I think you kind of grow into that, and I think you find people who you find are worthy of that. It's entirely possible that you just haven't met a guy who's worthy of you being vulnerable with, and that's the case. I'm not coming at you sideways. I'm more, I'm more like um, I'm more curious as to whether even in a place to accept vulnerability, because if you're not emotionally in a place where you're even able to be vulnerable with yourself or with someone else, then that just means you're not in a place of dating, really. You're just kind of hanging out with guys, and they're occupying your time. You said the word distraction a few times, and it wasn't accidental. Like, these guys are distracting you from either your own thoughts or from the thoughts of this guy. So that may just be where you are right now, but going forward, as you get older, at some point, that's going to have to transition to, okay, I want something with more depth, something with more feeling, if what you want is to be with somebody. Now, if you just want to be out in these streets getting free meals, listen. <laughs> It's L.A. Do what you got to do, because there's a lot of restaurants that are real expensive. There's a lot of dudes who put some money on you. But, so if you want to do that, do that. Live your life. But if you think, I want to be with someone that I can like, be compatible with, someone I really care about, someone I can maybe see a future with, at some point you're going to have to lay those, those, those walls down and let a dude walk in. And sometimes a guy will look good, and he'll be a dick, and he'll, he'll hurt you again, probably worse than this first guy will. But you have to open the gates because the same guy that can hurt you can also be like the best guy for you and he can make your life beautiful and I guess perfect in a Disney kind of sense or whatever but you can't have the good without the bad yeah. so we're going to wrap this up a little bit because one we've been talking for a long time and two this is actually like a nice little nice little ending is it kind of ended in a good place like going forward i want you to it felt like gray's anatomy where i just wrapped the whole episode up i don't even watch that show um either. okay cool so you got I was like, we got the reference but neither of us watched the show i just feel like they wrap every episode up with and so we all lived happily ever after yes we did next week on gray's anatomy um sophie thank you for being here and for telling your story that's a really brave thing that you did a lot of people don't feel comfortable enough to kind of be honest especially about something that they've done wrong and I've never heard a girl admit she was wrong until now so I appreciate that because oh. you've, 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 
you gave me faith that that's a real thing. Um, do you have something you want to say to the people before we close it out? Um, thanks for listening to my story. I feel like it was a very uh, weird, intense situation, kind of an embarrassing situation for me. So it's hard to talk about it, but it's nice to let it out, too. And that's, that's kind of the point of this podcast. I really want people, whoever I interview or eventually have call in, it's not going to be fun. Like, growing isn't fun. You have to go through those kind of lumps and those hardships to kind of get to the other side of it. But I think there's a catharsis you get from communicating your deepest, darkest stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And we don't, a lot of people don't have good enough friends to talk on this level. So what you did today was super brave. And I really am rooting for you going forward. I want to see you on the gram with some new dude be like, relationship goals, doing stuff. But actually mean it. Don't be like these Instagram people who just be talking and then they go home and they don't like their person. But like actually be happy. Be a while from now. Well, listen, there's no rush. You're young. I mean, I just don't want to see you 45 with nine cats. Like, I'm happy. Because that, <laughs> that is depressing. I don't, don't be a cat lady. No one likes that. Um, Thank you guys for listening to our first show. Um, I'm going to make this available every Wednesday. I haven't had a set time yet because my schedules as a trainer is a little unsteady, but I'm going to try to find a set time to do this every week. If you want to submit a question for me to answer, um, just write it on my DM. You guys know me. I'm Chris Kane. So hit me up on Facebook at Chris Kane or social media, Twitter, Instagram at Sexy Comedy. Just DM me a question you want me to answer if you don't want to like put your whole story out. And hopefully next week I can get to a couple of them and, you know, get you through whatever you're going through. Aside from that, this has been the Unofficial Therapy Podcast with my girl Sophie. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Get your lives together. (laughs) Do better. Have a good night, y'all.